businesses battle with turnover as a main cause of why they cannot grow their business. How do I find the right people to fit my culture? How do I communicate with them what I need them to do once I do hire them to be part of my team? Well, today I have this power episode with Jonathan Goldhill. He is an author of The Disruptive Successor, and his job is he helps companies grow their business. So part of that is identifying the right people to run the business, to grow the business, to be part of the team. And he's going to help you with strategies so that you can identify who you need to put on your team, but more importantly, not hire the ones that don't fit. So let's dive into today's power episode of You're in Charge Conversations that Spark Change with Jonathan Goldhill. Like you were talking about understanding when you're taking on a client, because I, I, I think that was important and I don't think we spent enough time on that. Um, you selecting and knowing when it's not right. How did... How would you advise somebody to utilize that skill in hiring employees? Like, you know, understanding the culture when we're hiring, because again, we have a tendency where sometimes, oh, I just need people and I'm hiring people and we'll worry about that later. Like, is that a, a filter that you talk about when you're telling somebody to scale their business to make sure that they're hiring correctly? Yeah. yeah. So I'm a really big believer that Great companies are built by great people, by you know people who mm-hmm. um, who share the values and um, can be highly productive. And so I try and help people to avoid hiring the superstar that doesn't fit with your core values. Um, I think it's really important. I I call it the Barry Bonds syndrome. <laughs> where you've got like an, you know an amazing player, but he doesn't get along well with anyone else, and right. he's he's not a mentor, he's not humble, you know it's all it's kind of me, me, me. Um, so I think it's really important that in the hiring process, you are clear on what are those values that you want people to live and die by. And uh, they do this very well, by the way, in the military, right? They make it very clear what those values are. They're right. very, and then like you either fit and you're part of, and you fit into the military or you don't. Right. And so you work hard to weed those people out as early on in the hiring process as possible. And, and that's why the, the adage I still like is hire slow, fire fast. I know Gary V uh, put a spin on it, which was hire fast, fire faster. Right. Um, and I guess in, you know, in a high growth really rapid scale up, you need to do that, but you need to make swift decisions in in that regard. And um, so super important that you are being clear that there's these two dimensions and, you know, that hire hire according to a scorecard to keep yourself um, and the people who are doing the hiring honest. And when I say honest, I mean, you don't want to get like, you people have the halo effect. They were the last one in and you like them out of the 10 people you interviewed. Right. So you remember them the best. You forget the people in the middle. You remember the first and the last. I mean, if you have a scorecard and a disciplined approach to hiring, perhaps using a tandem interview approach where one person's doing the questioning, the other right. person's taking the notes, you know, and doing it against a scorecard, 
Um, and then I like what I call a three by three by three, which is three different, at, at least three different interviews, mm -hmm. three different times and places or situations and by three different uh, hiring individuals. Um, and then comparing notes in between. I think developing more of a process, almost every company that I talk to, Glenn, could do a better job of having a more developed process around hiring. They, they don't put enough of an emphasis on it. They hire too quickly off of a resume or off of a first impression. And I think you can make a lot of mistakes. Do you, you think, do, making, you, do, you, do you think it's because companies wait too long to hire, meaning that they wait till it's necessary versus uh, you use the early on in our conversation where you say a company is going to buy another company because they want their bench, right? right? They're going to buy the bench. So do you think that companies just are in a mode of, oh, I need it now instead of reverse engineering how long it takes to find someone, how long it takes to train to get someone up. So if I need, if I'm projecting out, sales are going to escalate, right? So you come into my company and you start hitting the gas and we're selling. I mean, I know I have it where I know when it's projected out X number of revenue is going to come in. Well, that's going to need X number of things. Well, we need to make sure that we have people in here two months before or start to search two months versus I need them yesterday. Is that something that well, you I, see I think there's a, it, I think there is some element of that. And I think the entrepreneur who has the mindset that embraces planning mm -hmm. and you know, thoughtful, analytical prep, pre preparation, um, then they probably fare better in hiring people in advance of knowing they're going to be a need as opposed to more reactive type of hiring. So I'm sure there's, there's those situations where they're just scrambling. I think most times they're just not planning enough right. and they're hiring and it's behind the eight ball. So, you know, with most of my clients, and most of them are small, medium size. They're putting the job description at the same time that they're already like interviewing people at the same right. time that they're, you know, wanting to make an offer. I mean, I've had some clients come to me and said, I made the offer and now I have to put together the job description and, you know, a scorecard. I'm like, you got it all backwards. Right, you got it backwards. That's, that's yeah. not how it works. So that I think is, a, is a, you know, is the big challenge. Yeah, I, I agree. Preparing. And I think, I, I think it's, it's that I think we, we took a very long time to re continue to re uh, uh, calibrate our hiring to, to almost what you were talking about in your three by three. Mm -hmm. um, and we have that now benchmark, but in the early stages, it was a lot of balancing. Well, we, we have a need, the sales are coming, but I don't really have enough to hire another person. Well, I'm going to wait. And then all of a sudden the sales are there and then you're overloading your staff. And then, and so I've been behind the eight ball. So I know exactly why I, at one time I was just thinking, is it only me or other people? But what you're yeah. saying is there's a lot of people out there that are. Yeah. Because, you know, in, in the, in the earlier or entrepreneurial stage of a business, there's a lot of things that are flying at you and, right. and it's difficult to prioritize those. And um, a lot of people are flying by the seat of their pants. Right. And so sometimes entrepreneurial people, the people who are, planning. well, they're not there. I know for my brother and I, what, what works very well is he is more the idea. I can see it. Let's go. And I'm right. more of the number two builder. Right. right? So I've helped, he's helped me become more, 
I can see, and I've slowed him down to go, we got to build. I think sometimes the entrepreneurs are more of that visionary and they just think, well, we'll just make it happen or we'll, we'll work on it. It'll happen. We'll figure it out as we go along. And you're going, well, we're making mistakes. And you're right. In early stages, a lot of it is those one or two or three people that are drinking that Kool-Aid and we're all going to go and we'll work forever and we'll just get it done. That's not scalable. And that's where then processes and hiring correctly and accountability and measurement and all of that has to be in place to build that structure where then you can build on or else it just all crumbles. Yeah. Now I I imagine in more well-established businesses like uh, automotive uh, retailers, they're much more planned about this. They I would imagine they have a pretty good idea about how many salespeople they need for the floor. No. Okay. So uh, I'll go to uh, every one of them and they'll say, we need to hire people. But then again, when you ask them about their hiring processes, to your point, you have some that are very rigid in saying, no, this is my culture and this is what I want. I'm going to hire people. Or even if you, they were experienced, they're going to say, well, here's how we do it here and put you through right. the paces. Some people, have gone the opposite and say, I don't want to hire anyone who has experience. I'll train them my way because I have to break their habits. And then other people just go, well, tell me about yourself. And they'll say, well, I sold X down the street. And they're like, great, you're hired. <laughs> you're hired. And then they're, they're, they're putting out fires a couple yeah. months and, or they're yeah. dealing with the patchwork of culture. But sometimes that chaos, they just assume that's the way it always was because it's sort of always been that way instead of saying to themselves, but why? Why can't it be more organized? Why does this have to be chaotic? Why do I have to spend half of my time p- putting out fires and this person's mad at that person because that person doesn't do it, but you're yelling at me for doing like it, it, it can be very chaotic. Well, I think and entrepreneurs need to understand if they're going to build a valuable business that is scalable, yes. that they need to develop processes that are standard across different departments. And they need to remove themselves from just using their intuition or their, you know, their instinct, um, because then everything's going to rely on their intuition and their instinct. Right. You know, then you, you create know. dependency and then you can't scale. And right. And then you can't sell or exit. So exactly. Yeah. Because then they're going to say, well, if you leave, the business crumbles and that's not you have to be able to prove uh, that this runs without you because I've actually built a business. It's not me. Yeah. We're exactly. wearing the business like a coat. So, uh, exactly. So great. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that from Jonathan. What I really liked was his thought of making it hard to join your team. Sometimes we wait in our process to hire people. So time is of the essence. So sometimes you make snap decisions where, If you were constantly looking for people and set your bar really high and almost talk people out of the job, we think you have a better set of candidates to help grow your business. So please connect with Jonathan, as he said, on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Go get his book, Disruptive Successor. It's on Amazon. We'll link it into the show notes. As always, I really appreciate your attention. I really thank all of you who have subscribed. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so wherever you listen to podcasts, or if you like to watch, go on over to our YouTube channel and take a look at the video that Jonathan and I did. It's episode 84, where we're talking about 
uh, succession planning, which is a key strategy that most businesses don't focus on. As always, again, I thank you for your attention. Please share this out. I'm sure there are business owners or friends that are in the process of hiring people, and this could help them. As I say at the end of every episode, you're in charge, but now Jonathan gave you a few more tools to help you become more successful, both professionally and personally. Thanks again. I look forward to seeing you next episode. Thank you.